Well, welcome back, everybody. This is your anime DJs BS Hour 40. Tyler, my man, how are you doing? Doing great, bro. Uh, doing very good. Excited for uh, Thanksgiving coming up, honestly. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, Heck yeah, man. Like, I, uh, I love Thanksgiving, Christmas, the whole holiday season. As soon as, like, Halloween is over, like, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to crack it. Ready to oh, get yeah. it cracking, you know what I'm saying? Um, so one of the best things, I think, is that, um, you know, the weather is starting to get to that nice point where, you know, you can do whatever you want to do outside and it's, like, not killing you. Uh, right, right, right. So, I like that. Yeah, that that's good. Um, I also get to cook so much food for my family and friends this time of year. Um, this is really where I get to show off my talents in the kitchen. So, it's always a fun time for me, bro. I get to show my talents too, but you know, on how to eat, bro. Ah, we, we would be a mean combo. <laughs> we got to set this up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Give me some of that, you know. I got you. I got you. Um, well, today, guys, we have an AOT review. Um, it's going to be the final episode, that hour and 25 minute episode that they promised us. Uh, I feel like they delivered. But before we get into that, Tyler has some news for us. Yeah, uh, so ZOM 100 news, actually. Uh, Y'all know we was doing it on the rundown. Um, We actually got the uh, information that episodes 10 through 12, which is like the, basically they're going to release them all at once on December 25th on Hulu, Netflix, Crunchy, the whole works. Um, So pretty excited about that. We was kind of worried that we wasn't going to get it for a while. But now yeah. we at least got a date, so I'm really excited about that. Zom was very, very fun to watch. I was I was a little devastated when it stopped. Yeah. So especially yeah. coming out on Christmas, I got something to watch in the evening. Uh after everybody leaves the, the parents' house and just <laughs> go chill and uh you know, roll around on the couch for a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I I think that uh our listeners can expect a DJ episode with the remaining episodes, you know. We'll just <laughs> Probably go over them and talk about them and give our rating and all that good stuff. Kind of like we do on the rundown. So it'll just be a little bit delayed, you know? So I think it'll be all right. Um, Yeah, we got to, you know, got to spend some time with our families and uh, and enjoy the Christmas season. Yes, sir. But Tyler, you ready to get into it? Yes, sir. Let's do this shit. All right. This is AOT, the final chapters. So the final season ended up with a... 8.99 8.99 on my anime list. Um, and in this final episode, we kind of, we get back to the final, uh, the final scenes. And where we start off is the strike team is, uh, is pulling up on Aaron. They've just landed on his back as him as the founding Titan. And he is headed towards Marley's final holdout, that air base in the desert. So We've waited plenty of time. Y'all have heard me complaining about it so many times about it <laughs> taking so damn long to finish this anime. I'm not going to delay it anymore. Let's get after it. So the pre credit scene, uh, in case you forgot, we start off with the strike team confronting Aaron via the airplane. And the first objective that this team comes up with is taking out Zeke. Problem is they have to find him somewhere in this gigantic body. And after they kill the quote-unquote kill, the uh, Beast Titan that's hurling rocks at them on their back. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, w- yeah, the uh, the Beast Titan or whatever, 
I didn't think it was going to be that easy, honestly. I knew there was something else going on, and we find out, you know, uh, that it's actually fake, so. Yes, it was really odd. I figured it was going to be something like that, but it was odd that it, it turned out to be, uh, I think it was Ymir they said later in the episode that it was uh, controlling these titans on his back. But yeah. just so, just to refresh everybody that's listening, Aaron has to be in physical contact with somebody with royal blood to access all the founding Titan abilities. So that's why they're going after um, Zeke first. And Armin also poses a question. Um, he wants to ask Aaron, you know, in what way are you free? Because that's what he, one thing that he told him. He said, you know, I'm free to do as I please. You guys are free to come and try to stop me. So he's trying to figure out what the hell is going on here. Yeah, I mean, that's a very valid question at this point, you know, because if he truly is free, then um, uh, why is he doing this, you know, to everyone? So exactly that, my friend. So the first chapter, chapter three is called The Battle of Heaven and Earth. That's a dope title. I, I was I was just <laughs> hyped for this episode. And I was like, all right, this is they're trying to hit. Um, so after they do kill off the quote unquote beast Titan, they kind of realize, like I said, Ymir is controlling, um, these, these Titans that are on his back and there's dozens of them. And we realize this, this is a Warhammer Titan ability. It's, it's the ability to create different weapons in there. They're weaponizing whole ass Titans at this point. <laughs> <clears throat> and then and go ahead. Armin, you know, at this point, Armin realizes that in order to uh, uh, kind of have a chance, I guess, uh, he'll just have to, like, transform into his, you know, Titan form and kind of blow Eren apart just so they can be able to have a chance at finding Zeke because right now they have no idea what's going on or where he's at. Um, so, I mean, do you, like, he says those who can't abandon anything can't change anything. If I don't let go, nothing will change. Uh, you know, in his this is what he's saying when he's talking about, you know, hurting Aaron, trying to kill him or whatever. Uh I mean, do you like it? Armin has kind of stepped up, kinda. I, I do. Um it's it's I think it's very significant. He is the person that can stop all this. He has the colossal titan power which is like, it seems like it's damn near a nuclear warhead when he, when he transforms. So he has to be the person to do this. So him, him having this level of resolve and kind of getting it together and realizing, I got to save everybody. I really like that. And then you have the flip side of that, Mikasa like really still wavering a little bit and trying to talk it out and everybody realizing that, you know, th that's just not going to work at this point. You know, it's a lost cause. Yeah, I mean... uh Armin seems to think that, you know, Aaron would be able to handle it. Uh, him, you know, transforming and uh, being blown up. Uh, me, myself, you know, I thought he could handle it too. I mean, he's he's basically the almighty, you know, at this point. So why wouldn't yes. he be able to, especially if Zeke's there, like, and Ymir. So, like, why why wouldn't he? So what about exactly. you, Bass? Uh, yeah, I, I, there was not a doubt in my mind that they were going to have to like <laughs> blow him up and eventually do so, but then he would survive that. I didn't think that would be the end of the battle, but I thought it would, it would be a significant turning point of the battle. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of all this, like then Armin, 
uh, lets himself get kidnapped um, before he can transform while he's waiting for everybody to get away. Did you, did you, uh, did you agree with this? Like, do you think that he should have been uh, more cautious, and especially since he was the key to defeating Eren? Um, he should have been a little bit more on, on guard, uh, I, I think. But they were kind of coming up with the plan on the fly. They should have uh, like just dropped Armin off by himself. Uh, but the they, they, the plane was kind of out of fuel, so they they kind of had to just jump. I think if the plane had fuel, you drop him off at one part of the body, and you guys go somewhere else and try to figure something out. Yeah, I think I think at this point, like, why why wait for everyone to get like? So I know he's in his feelings, you know, uh, mm-hmm. trying to wrap his head around, uh, you know, hurting his best friend and stuff, but still like. You can't let your guard like that's that's classic Armin. He's just like being himself at this point. We we thought he really stepped up a lot, but then he kind of reverted there all at once. So yeah, uh, I, which was good to see. So I don't know if I would call it like reverting. Like he was just waiting for everybody to get out of the way. Like even though they're they're on a mission right now and they are trying to like you know save the world, like he still doesn't want to like bomb his friends. He doesn't still want to kill his friends, you know? Yeah, I understand that. But like at the same time, like he's, he's in his head over here instead of watching his surroundings. Like, do you really think it's going to be that easy? You're just going to be able to stand there on the back of Aaron and, um, wait for him to like, you know, Aaron said, do what you want though. You know, he might not have thinking, think he would actually attack him. Yeah, but they was getting attacked by the Beast Titan, though, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm, so I'm, they had to know. True. That's so. fair. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was crazy, though, uh, and so Armin gets uh, pretty much, he gets kidnapped, but, like, he gets, like, gagged, so he can't, like, bite himself, and, like, they didn't even put a scratch on him, so he doesn't transform. And then the rest of the strike team ends up getting jumped by the old generations of the nine, like, uh, Titan transformations and peg realizes aaron makes multiples of the past titans and realizes they 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 kind of have to go for aaron's neck at this point she like kind of bolts and i thought this was pretty cool because they saved the explosives that were wrapped around the plane that they flew in on because they were trying to stop them from taking the plane in the first place (laughs) super big brain play by, by armin in that situation I mean, he, he's, you know, he's the leader of uh, whatever now. I, I forget what they're called, but he's the leader, right? So. Of the, oh uh, yeah, of the alliance, yes. Or whatever. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, of the forces. He is, he is yeah. the commander now. Big man's above old, old uh, well, why am I blanking on his name? The Levi. short King Levi. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it was definitely a big brain by him, but you don't expect anything less from him, honestly. Um, and definitely very brave of Peak. Um, I didn't really understand what she was doing at first, but after seeing it, you know, it was a, it was a smart move. I mean, but you almost wonder if that was going to be able to sever his neck, but you know, yeah, you I didn't just, think you just it don't would. know about it, so. Yeah, it it was it was a lot of dynamite or explosives, but I really didn't think it would it would make a, a big difference. Um, and like the rest of the strike force thought she like just freaked out and bolted. 
And they were telling her to like like stop and and Levi was like, oh my god, like what is happening? Like we just got here and like this is falling apart already. <laughs> my man's kidnapped. Uh, we got Peck, you know, bolting off to the front. Like what what do you guys want me to do? I can only help you guys so much. I got, I got eight fingers, guys. Come on. <laughs> Does he really have eight fingers? Yeah, yeah. He it's it's like trigger finger and his middle oh. finger got blown off on. I think it's his, his right hand. Yeah, bro. He's still he's still like ten still times better than almost anybody there. So yeah, no, he's one eye, eight fingers. It don't matter. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, you know, at this time, I think I think at this time, uh, while uh, Armin is getting like taken back, basically gagged, he kind of comes to the realization that. Aaron, you know, wanted to keep moving forward and that at this point he realizes that Ymir is could be the one that is fighting back so hard. Um, you know, because we know Ymir was on Aaron's side, but do you think he has enough evidence at this point to confirm this? Uh, and that's that's one thing I'm like really not sure about. Uh, we we see flashes of Ymir, and that's like the only thing outside of Armin saying it himself that kind of confirms that in my mind. What about you? Yeah, I mean, I think at this point, it's it's definitely um, it's definitely very viable to think that Ymir is at the at the you know the root of the root of this because mm-hmm. Aaron literally told them that um, uh, he's given them the freedom to do what they want to do, um, basically, you know, so. At that point, you think that he wouldn't try to stop them because that's what he told them that he was letting them do, you know, the freedom to choose whether to fight for humanity or, or you know, let it happen or, you know, whatever. Freedom. So True. Yeah, he didn't want to take their freedom. That's not something he, he was interested in doing. Um, but on, on the flip side of that, like you have Ymir who is on Aaron's side. So you would think they would have like some kind of coordination going on. And like and one thing that just came to my mind is like maybe Aaron had her do that for some reason to maybe like delay them or something like that. I'll, I'll get into some of my theories later uh, in the episode here. But yeah, I, I was thinking there's there was some reason that Ymir or Aaron had Ymir doing that while he's marching along. I, I never did really think think about that uh mm-hmm. situation like i just i just assumed that um yamir was doing it um because you know from what we understand aaron is doing this for his friends and like i said he told them that they was free and what it doesn't make sense for him to kill the ones that he's committing mass genocide for so yeah you know it doesn't yeah. make sense. So, okay, okay, that's yeah, my, I'll, you know, what I what I was thinking. So, understood, understood. I'm I'm gonna save, I'm gonna save <laughs> a little bit of my stuff for for later once we get a little bit more into it, because uh, it, it, it's a whole ball of yarn what I have in my mind right now. This raised a lot of questions for me, uh, but the next scene, shit is going awry, right? So you have <laughs> Connie being KO'd, hanging on by his ODM gear, Levi spitting up blood like they're taking big damage. Uh, Jean is hanging on damaged by, uh, by ODM gear and is trying to save Reiner from falling off. Um, this, 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 this jumping of the, the founding Titan has returned into a reverse jumping. Uh, so they got that Una reverse card going right now on them. 
And then uh, John like kind of like realizes like we can't win this. Like how we are right now, this isn't working. And I thought this was a really cool moment where John called Reiner part of the scout regiment. And then we get what may be called an ass pool. And Marco <laughs> swoops in and kind of just saves everybody. <laughs> Is But wait, hold up. Is it really an ass pool if they tell you the episode before that this is going to happen, but you never heard about it before that. Yeah. Like, so <laughs> we have Marco, uh, getting control of what, what type of Titan was that? I forget what it wasn't the beast Titan. It was another t- Titan jaw Titan. It was the jaw yeah. Titan. Um, and he says on the boat last episode, I, I, Bro, I think I can fly, bro. <laughs> I, got, I got memories, bro. <laughs> yeah. So, like, it, it wasn't, like, a terrible ass pull, but, like, you know, 30 minutes notice is it's a little bit of an ass pull to me. I don't know how, I don't know how you feel about it. Oh, it's it's a harm percent ass pull. Uh, okay. Like, we, like, they've had plenty of opportunities to tell us, um, kind of foreshadow this, and I haven't ever seen it foreshadowed. Um even though we got like a whole arc dedicated to like the jaw tied and, and learning the history and shit. Right. 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 So, and we still didn't learn this. And then all of a sudden last episode, they're just like, Oh, by the way, I think I can fly. I had a, I had a thought in my head and I think <laughs> I can do it. I had a dream I could fly. And um, you, you know, let's say, let's say that he can fly. How can he fly that good? When he's he, never did it before. He's a fucking bird. Like, I guess it's instinctual and shit. Uh, I yeah. don't know. I guess. Maybe, yeah, I have no... I re, bro, I have no idea. I'm, I'm being devil's advocate right here the best I can. Um, so this isn't even like the most ass, ass-pullish part of it to me, right? So they could have they cleared this up, I think, with just showing us panning over the back of the Titan. So you have all of these Titans from 2,000 years of these Titans tr- transformations. If they had like maybe one or two like flying... Jaw Titans, then it's like, okay, it's not ass pull. This has happened in the past, but we didn't see any of those. We didn't even see any other Jaw Titans with wings, you know? Um, and then, but the, the, the thing, the kicker for me was the fact that Annie decided to come. She was like, oh, now we have a bird. There's no reason for me not to come. So I'm here, I'm here, guys. It's like, bro, they left on a plane. That's pretty much the same like mode of transportation. Like, now you're, now you're ready to go? Well, the, the boat was sinking, she said, bro. No, the boat sunk because of Marco transforming. Yeah, they came right. I, I, hey, I looked at this a few times. I rewinded this motherfucker. Yeah, but, like this. This was definitely an ass pool. And the, the bad thing is that the thing, the thing about it is, is that uh, when series close out like this, there you're definitely gonna get ass pools. It just it happened in Naruto, like like yes. it happens everywhere. Like more than likely, it's probably gonna happen in One Piece. You know when we finally get it. So uh, like it just it's just the way it is. Yeah, the writer, is. the I mean, mangaka is just riding, ride, and then they realize that they holy like, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that, I mean, I, on the rundown this week when me and you were talking, it was like, yeah, I was worried about Oda um, knowing how to finish up the story for having wrote this for the last 20-something odd years here. Uh, well, One Piece for the last 20-something odd years. 
So this is kind of like the stuff I worry about when like great shows come to an end. It's hard to close them out in a very neat manner. And there were a yeah. couple of other, um, I think, inconsistencies throughout this this episode that we're going to get into later. But yeah, this is always the 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 worry with such a great series. You have to live up to that and go out on a bang. Yeah. It, yeah. It's unfortunate, but I mean, we, we just got to deal with it because this is what we get, you know? So, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, I mean, it, I, could I be, still... it could be much worse, though. So True, true. I mean, yeah. I still like the episode. It's just, you yeah. got to call it how you see a spade's a spade over this way. <laughs> um, yeah, but, but from here, uh, Levi comes up with a plan and has the team break into two groups. Uh, first team is to go save Armin so he can blow up the founder's body. And that's Mika, Sakani, and Annie. Team two is to go after the nape. You have Peck up there in the front. She's gotten uh, trident speared through her chest by a uh, Warhammer Titan. So Jean and Reiner are going to go try to save her and, and get the work done up, up near the head. I like this plan. It was a good plan. I think it's the only yeah. way to really go about this whole thing. And of course, Levi comes up with it, our short king. And this is kind of where we get into Mikasa coming to terms with like, okay, we, we have to kill this guy. Like he, he's, he's winning. Um, and then you have the other people on Marco's back saying we'd be dead if it wasn't for Marco. So like, we have to, we have to go in a hundred percent. Like we can't have step here Mikasa. So they send him, we, they send her to go look for Zeke. Cause like, like you're not, you're, you're a lot, you're a liability right now until you get your shit together. <laughs> See, the thing is at this point, like, this shit was a disaster before they came off the plane, honestly, because if they wasn't ready to kill Aaron, they wasn't winning. Right. And it's it's crazy that it took them this long to figure that out. After, you know, their plan fell apart, their main, you know, piece got taken, like, then they figured it, figured it out. Like, they should have known that in order to take down, stop this shit, they was going to have to kill. They was going to have to come at Aaron like he was going to kill him. So, Right. Like, Bro's a god. Like, and y'all yeah. are just some regular old people. Yeah, y'all have to have some resolve here. You got to be ready to do this. Can't go into war half-stepping. That's just not how no. it goes. And if you do, I mean, you're just going to end up like uh, the uh, Alliance group uh, did. So, uh, dangling yep. by ass pools. So... <laughs> <laughs> dangling from ass pulls. Love that. Um, one thing I want to talk about is, uh, so when Jean and Reiner finally get to the nape and Peck uh, comes out of her Titan and transforms again. And we actually learn that she can transform hundreds of times in like one day. Is that the first time we learned about that? I knew she could stay in her Titan form for like months, but usually Titans can only transform maybe twice a day yeah so i mean i i don't know if this is the first time we heard of this but mm. um i mean it's not very ass poolish to me i don't think i don't think it feels like that but um because it didn't really help them out a whole lot like the bird and the other things that we'll probably discuss in a little bit right. um but the thing that bothered me about this is you know back when she first got impaled uh she uh, was halfway out of her Titan trying to detonate the uh, the dynamite or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so, like, in a real legit situation, 
why why was she able to sit there kind of half in and out of her titan um for that long while the fake titan was just stargazing or something yeah that that was really weird to me i i think i don't know <laughs> like, yeah, I, like i don't know like it seemed weird like it didn't want to like try to finish her off like it stabbed her and then just stood there throughout the rest of this 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 and fight it, until jean and reiner came through yeah and it wasn't even a fatal stab like it was like through the midsection uh right so like we all know the nape is where it's at but like i said she was halfway out of it and i feel like that if she could um i feel like that if she could transform this many times brag about transforming this many times that and when the world is at stake then why wouldn't you use that ability at that time to try to use the dynamite I understand, you know, for plot purposes, you know, they wanted uh, John and Reiner to show up and, you know, have it happen or, you know, have it more intense uh, for drama purposes, you know, but I feel like that scene could have been done a whole lot better, honestly. Um, yeah, I think I think they should have showed her like kind of like going one on one or like, you know, one on five. Like they're, they're getting jumped. And yeah, that's what it is. Instead of um, just making her disappear for a little while, you know? Yeah. Um, I I, th I think she was waiting until she got some backup. I think she was expecting backup. And she didn't want to, like, fully leave her Titan until then. That That's the that's the best I can come up with. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the best that we can grasp at, honestly. Uh, because, like I said, in a real situation, like, I don't see how that's happening. That's That's not happening, like they're gonna kill you uh they're not just gonna stand there and just look around while you're doing whatever you want to do <laughs> yes you know so yeah. sure, uh, sure it's definitely questionable uh it's just a def it's just a questionable scene um that could have been done a a lot lot better especially since she was gonna be like a one man stopping wrecking ball basically and then she just stopped and you know once she got confronted once she just gave up kind of yeah that's what it makes it seem like so i think the war i mean the the, the uh cart titan isn't so much a fighter as it is in like an endurance machine uh it has the ability pretty much to get killed over and over so it's not really a fighter so that's that's the only, that's the only reason i think maybe like she was waiting on back like, i can't really do this by myself but once runner shows up and and can help me out okay that's when i'll start fighting back but as for the Warhammer Titan standing there, just like you said, stargazing, <laughs> that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, and the thing is, you know, in in a in a very underhanded um, match, like like they're the underdogs by a lot. Mm -hmm. What makes her think, like in this situation, what makes her think that she's gonna get back up? You you can't you can't depend on that. You gotta you gotta give it your all. You know, give your True. hearts. So yeah, and 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 I'll go ahead and start with my ball of yarn I talked talked about 15 minutes ago <laughs> is uh I'm thinking maybe Ymir is taking orders or following what Aaron wants to do and she's just trying to delay them not actually kill them but delay them and that's why she had that Warhammer Titan just sitting there so between you know not taking Armin completely away and and pretty much kind of letting him back into the battle later and then you have uh, Peck being just kind of held there. It seems like, you know, is she really trying to get rid of these people? It doesn't really seem like that. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. They did almost die at one point, but besides that, like I'm, I'm, just, uh, it's a lot of confusing things in this final episode. I think I think that some people, there some people's lives are off the line. Probably, mm-hmm. I think that if you know Mikasa or Armin would have died somehow, then it probably, probably Aaron wouldn't have went through with this plan. You know what I mean? Since he right. could see it, to see the future, kind of. So, um, I think that he probably was okay with having Peek and them, Peck and them die, maybe. So, I don't know. Like, it's just... Yeah, it seems complicated. But, yeah, we, we know Aaron can see the end before the beginning. It's, 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 and we'll get into that, too, guys. But I want to talk about Armin in the past. So, we see Armin talking to his body that isn't responding and he's feeling guilty because he got a second chance in life and he doesn't feel like he's doing enough with it. He feel like he's failing everybody that's fighting out there. And he says his body betrayed him at every chance it got other than like this moment right here where he cannot do anything. Can you think of another time where like he just didn't like live up to an expectation after he got the colossal Titan? Like I, I nothing's coming to mind after he got it. Um... Yeah. I feel like he was pretty stout afterwards. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but throughout his whole life, though, he's always been that weak link, you know, between the three of them. So okay. I think he looks at that. Um, he he don't really see himself after after the colossal. He sees himself as a whole, I think, and he's always been the weakest link out of you know the trio. So um, understood. That's that's what I think. Um, also, like at this point. I kind of thought Armin was dead somehow, and I kind of got a little sad, honestly. Okay. So. I figured he couldn't be dead because he's like the linchpin to this whole operation. That's the yeah. only reason I didn't think he was dead. But it was weird seeing him talking look, talking to his body and like crying onto his body. Like, what the fuck? They've done but a good I, job. So. I, that was a powerful scene. Yeah. That really like I, it, it got me down in the dumps there for a second. I was like, I knew I know he wasn't dead, but it was so hard to see Armin being so hard on himself. Like he called himself a, a piece of shit. You know, he's told himself to you know get, get your ass up. Like you you you're human. You know, you're human garbage. You waste of space. It was crazy. Like he's talking to himself like that after doing so much to get here. It was it was it was tough. Yeah. And uh, I just wanna, I just wanna bring up one thing before we move on to the next part of the past, mm-hmm. and because this is, you know, one of my favorite characters of Attack on Titan, and they honestly did him dirty, bro. Talk to me. Levi. They did Levi dirty. They they disrespected him hard right before. What, what happened? Uh, huh? What happened? Yeah, I'm interested now. What's going on? So, you know, while they was on the ass pool bird, you know. Uh, all of them <laughs> go back to fight or whatever, you know, and they leave Gabby and Levi on the bird, right? Yes, because because his leg was injured. Mm-hmm. Remember, right, that, right, right. That's bullshit, bro. Like even without, <laughs> like he, like like we said, he's got eight fingers, one eye, and he's gonna sit on the back of a bird, you know, uh, whining kinda. Because he's got a flesh wound? I like, think. The man with no legs is 10 times better than Connie and the Damn. rest of them. I mean, 
Yeah, maybe five times better than Mikasa, but ten times better than Connie is accurate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the only one that can step with him right like, is Mikasa, and she, you know she can't really do it like that. You know, right? I, I I thought it was it was a good idea because he had just broken his leg and like maybe he needs a second. You know, a man's right. Like you said, he's got we got he's got eight fingers in one eye, and now he's but, got half a leg, bro. Like, get my man some is, space for a second. In a normal situation, maybe, but this is. The end of the world, bro. This is where <laughs> Levi needs to be Levi. That's and they true. did him dirty. Okay, okay. This is some dirty shit, bro. And I had to bring it up. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also thought they were like waiting since he was so injured that they were waiting for an opportunity to use him as like, you know, like the final card. Yeah. And Cause I, because Marco stayed close. He stayed very close. Like, it's not like he, like, they like left him out of the fight and like Gabby was doing something too. Like she was waiting for a good shot to shoot off. Yeah. And so looking cow. back, you know, I think they did it because of the reason, uh, because of what happens after what we're fixing to talk about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think they did it because he would be free for that moment. Um, but why you gotta, why you gotta, I don't know, like why you gotta represent my man like that. I true. just did not like that at all. True, so, true, true. Uh-huh. At least, at least make him feel like, at least make us feel like he's in charge and he's like gonna re-enter the battle or something like that instead of making us think that he's down for the count in the, in where it matters the most. So. Just gotta hold on for a little bit. Just had to hold on for a little bit, Tyler. Be patient. Be patient. Okay, bro. That's, that's my man right there. So hey, I hear you. Yeah, Levi's the man. Um, I, I want to touch on it's like maybe the final scene of this chapter of this episode, um, where they showed like people being forced over to like a ledge over the ocean, and you have like the the type the wall titans coming and like stepping on them and and cornering them on the on the on the uh, cliff there, and then like it goes black and white. And this lady like chucks her baby up onto the cliff as she's falling and they're like pull it, pushing the baby forward. And like the baby's red and everything else is black and white. I thought that was such a beautiful scene. It was it was kind of showing like even though that they were all standing there and pushing each other and falling over the edge. And like you saw scenes of people committing suicide, shooting themselves in the head. And like they just had some hope for the future, obviously, somehow through this whole traumatic experience where they're pushing the baby forward in the crowd crowd surfing the baby forward i thought that was really cool and and, and kind of showed like the human spirit and condition right there like we are holding out hope that, that maybe this just stops right now and i thought that was really cool what'd you think about that scene yeah i thought it was pretty pretty awesome too especially since like all you could hear was like the baby crying like they and it was grayscale with you know just red and yes um you know, and I think you're right. Like it, it basically showed like um, that there was still humanity left, even though that they was being killed, like slaughtered. Uh, they still, they they were still humans. They still, you know, cared, kinda. Yeah, it, it was but people they, out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, fun fact though, uh, you know that baby was actually voiced, and I'll say voiced. Uh, the it was a crying, crying baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crying was actually done by the voice actor for Aaron. Uh baby. That's super cool. His baby. So that was really cool to know 
So that's a great fun fact. Good luck. Start right them there. at a young age, I guess. <laughs> yes. Wonder how they got that baby to cry like that. Like, did they just like wait for it to start crying and then run it into the recording room real quick and be like, yeah, oh just, yeah, just give a little pinch, just give a little <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> pinching babies. Uh, I'm just curious, bro. Like, I want to know. Yeah, it probably just took his passy or something. It doesn't take much to make a baby cry. Like uh, my my friends have started having kids, and it does not take much at all. But yeah, um, that, that's that's really interesting how they got like that's that's actually really cool. So yeah, that's dope. That really is dope. Um, so next, guys, we have uh, chapter four, a long dream. So here we are in the paths, and Zeke explains to Armin that Ymir has created an immortal body. Uh, because she didn't want to die. And the past is she she used the past to escape death pretty much. So she's been here creating Titan bodies for two thousand years. But however, uh neither Zeke or Armin understand why Ymir has stayed in the past obeying King Fritz's orders to protect the Eldian people, you know, slash his children. Um and Zeke really hasn't looked for a way out when our Armin asks. And it's, you know, he's he's given up and doesn't see the point of going forward. You know, he's like, you know, we're going to die anyway. Like, we're humans, whatever it is, what it is. Um, yeah, he pretty much says, like, we eventually die. It, it was it was interesting to see. Like, were you surprised, like, he had just given up? Like, I, I didn't expect that from Zeke. I didn't really either. Um, but, I mean, you know, like, it just didn't make sense. And, you know, I guess, in a way, his words kind of made sense in a way um for someone being uh for someone like him and Aaron who kind of have a predetermined uh path or so they think you right. know they feel like you know they have hope they have to have hope that uh they would be somewhat free or have a great feeling right before they die and so i think he he kind of gave up because he was hoping to get that relief you know yeah he uh, yeah he mentioned maybe there's freedom in the yeah. in the moment before death maybe people feel free so he was kind of just sitting there waiting sad yeah. shit that's that's my that's my thoughts on it like the just i think he was just gave up hope just because he has a chance of having that feeling again, that feeling of freedom. So, got it, got it, got it. Um, and then next, uh, this is a very pivotal point in in this whole conflict. Armin picks up a leaf out of the sand while they're in the paths, and he's remembering the day that you know he he Aaron and Mikasa ran up the hill, that, that famous hill, uh, in a little foot race. And he said he found these moments and memories incredibly precious. It was something to fight for, for these small moments in life. And Zeke sees the baseball that him and Mr. Kasaver, Kasaver, I don't know how to say his name, used to throw <laughs> back and forth for each other. And Zeke says, man, I, you, you're, you're, you're kind of right. You know, I could have thrown that baseball back and forth to that man forever. And I would have been happy. Um, but to back back up here. Where did this man get that goddamn leaf? There's no leaves in the path. What, what, what was going on right there? And why do you think Zeke saw the baseball instead of the leaf? Like, what, what, what was that? I don't, I don't really think it, it was an actual thing. You know, um, you know, obviously we know the path 
past is kind of a weird place. I don't think that was actually like a tangible item. I think that was like in their heads. And I think that Armin, even though he seemed like he kind of started to give up, Armin's always been that one that believed when nobody else would believe. And so, you know, that, that, I think that was his, um, uh, the visualization of him believing, you know, in a way out of this. And, and then it kind of makes him believe, uh, Zeke believe when he's kind of sees Armin talking about it. He sees what he wants to see though, the baseball. True. True. Okay. Okay. I, I, I can get down with that. I can get down with that for sure. What about you? Like, what, what, what was your reasoning? Why, why did you think that it was there? I, 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 I am really not sure. <laughs> um, I thought it was really there because Zeke asked him where he got that. So not only could Armin see it and he picked it up out of the sand, Zeke saw it and like they saw it separately. But like you said, the paths is is a weird place and we don't really know what goes down in there. Um, we know Ymir makes Titans there, but outside of that, I, I really. I'm I'm at a loss for an explanation. So guys in the comments or something, help me out here. Uh, the Discord, somebody. And I'm looking know, for somebody. I'll, you know that that's my uh, best reasoning, best uh, legit reasoning that I can give. But I got a secondary reasoning that I will say in a minute, and um, it's not going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to be fun. Okay. Okay. Um, so from there, I mean, Zeke kind of got woken back up from that moment and is ready to like, you know, fight and make, and do his part to make things happen. And it, it allows him to like talk and awaken like the past wielders, the past. Mm-hmm. So we know a few of these people and this is an opening that helped, you know, Mikasa Kani and Annie free Armin. Uh, they, were able on the outside of the pads, they were able to get some of the, I'm going to call them bone or clay Titans. I uh, started fighting with them. And then Zeke shows himself so he can be killed to be able to stop the motion of the rumbling. And this is what I thought was a goddamn ass pull. Oh, it's huge, man. This, this is, disappointed me. Yeah. Truly. Um, it wouldn't have been as bad. I don't think if they would have explained it, but so I'm going to back up a little bit about the, why, where did Armin get the leaf and why do we think Zeke sees a baseball? Okay. My, my beliefs are, um, they had to get the, they had to find a way to get the ball rolling to be able to make Armin find a way to give Zeke hope because as we know, Zeke is very knowledgeable about the paths. He said mm-hmm. it many times. He spent many of hours there uh, trying to figure out a way, all that stuff. But he was lacking hope is what it seemed like uh, from the whole story. But Armin gave him that hope. So now, uh, basically, they didn't have, like, they didn't, they didn't even explain how the past Titan showed up. He just kind of looked over his shoulders and they was there. So they didn't explain how they got out of the paths either. Um, they just, it just happened. Uh, 
So at this point, that is a huge ass pool. Um, you know, basically to sum it all up, Armin had hope, found a leaf, and then with the power of humanity, makes Zeke gets his hopes up, therefore waking up old Titans and escaping from the path so that he could die and save Stop the Rumbling is basically okay. a summary of what okay. just happened. All right. Uh I guess I'll I'll pull the next piece of string out of my ball of yarn <laughs> now. <laughs> So this is another reason I thought Ymir was like delaying them instead of actually trying to kill them. Right. The past is her spot. Like this is this you pull up. This is Ymir's land. You know, she controls what goes on in here and who comes and who leaves regardless. Um, only reason Aaron can pull people in and out of it because she's like, hey, you got it, bud. whatever you want to do. So I, I my I just thought of this part of it. But maybe like Ymir let that leaf be there or she she gave them an object that they could use as a memory to jar, you know, to get them back going. And then she gives the other Titan Transformers the ability to fight back because she, she's controlling. Like we've already established that she's controlling all this stuff as far as like the clay or the, the bone Titans that are on his back. So that's that's my theory about this. She's trying to delay them for some reason. Um my, I still got some yarn in my ball, and I'm, I'm going to keep pulling strings as we go along, but that's... But I mean... I, I just added that in my mind to it, yeah. But speaking of that, like, what what reason does she have to help them when she, all she's been doing is trying to stop them? Delay them. I'll, I'll get to it later. Delay. Okay. Yeah, delay. We're not far... I'm, I'm going to keep pulling. <laughs> but, I can't give it up all... I can't give it all to you yet, but I'm going to keep pulling. But this, I cannot state, like, I cannot say this loud enough. This is like a huge ass pool. Uh, you know, we, Zeke said he'd been trying forever to get out. He couldn't find a way out. He was suddenly, all of a sudden, able to. I doubt it. Um, Armin said, Armin literally said after they got out, he said that the reason they was able to get out was all Eldians was connected. And your mirror was seeking a connection. That's not a reason. That's that, that's that is, an ass pool. I thought that was bullshit. That's bullshit. Like yeah. I, I really think that's bullshit. Um, <laughs> like it's unfortunate. It's it's really unfortunate. But we've but, had a lot yeah. of good moments so far, and there's some bad moments. You got to point both out. Yeah, I mean, overall, like at this point, like I'm having a good time. Like I'm enjoying the animation and all that stuff. Right. I think it's a really good episode, and then this happened, and I understand why it happened, because there was no other way, because, like, without this happening, um, the rumbling they, they, doesn't they, stop. Right. So, it's, it's a whole clap. Not a, yeah. not a forfeits clap, a whole clap. Like, it doesn't stop, so... But right. the, you can't you can't just ignore this. Like, this, this is a huge ass pool. This is probably the biggest ass pool in the entire episode maybe i'm gonna say the whole show yeah Yeah. i'm gonna say the whole show this is that was the most massive ass pull and like i watched it twice um once to for pure enjoyment and then i watched it back again so when i could understand it and two uh have some things to talk to you about but yeah but immediately when i was watching it the first time i was like this is that's bullshit like, I can immediately point that and be like, yeah, it's bullshit. Like, maybe I don't understand what's going on, but that's bullshit. So, it would have been something. If, so, hear me out. I mm-hmm. think they could have made it better if if only if only Armin and Zeke was allowed to come out. 
and Zeke, you know, they was able to um, kill Zeke, basically, and stop the rumbling. I think that would have made it better, and I think they could have dealt with that. But the fact that they just had all the past Titans show up um, randomly without no explanation on how, except for Zeke willed, uh, willed them to be awake. Um, I don't know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden they was taking over their, you know, bodies outside and helping fight the fight for humanity. Like that, that's just too much. Like Zeke and Armin coming out of the past. Sure. Whatever. That's, that's ass foolish, but it's doable, right. but not the, not, not the rest of it. I just can't do it. I just can't let that go. So understood. Understood. Uh, well, we still got a lot more to cover from this this chapter here. Um, a long dream was crazy. It was a turning, was. a big turning point. Um, but next, we we leave the body. Uh, we leave the the paths. Zeke shows his face, and this is where your boy, the short King Levi, comes back. He sees <laughs> Zeke presenting himself, pretty much enjoying the weather, and he goes straight for the neck, and the rumbling stops. Um. Then John uh, gets this explode gets the explosives and cuts off the founder's head uh, via via dynamite, and then this is and then from here we see that blue worm. Not sure what that's called. It, it never told us. Um, I'm gonna call it uh, maybe the source of this is this is the source of the Titan power. We know that much at the very least. Uh, Reiner, the blue worm. I blue think would be a good yeah. Yeah, let's go with Blue Worm. And uh, <laughs> Reiner's kind of holding it back because it's it's going after uh, the head of the founder, where Aaron is. And then we also see Armin blow up the founder's body. Like I said, it looks like a, a miniature nuke right there. Looks crazy. It, it, excellent scene. But uh, something we haven't really touched on while we've been talking is kind of like what's going on at the air base. Um Gabe, Peck, and Falco, and Annie, they arrive there. That's where they land. And they kind of reunite with their parents and their families. And now, everyone is overlooking this battle between Aaron, Armin, Reiner, and this blue creature. And they're thinking that if the creature and Aaron make contact with, you know, the rumbling may start again. So, I said that... um, Do you think this this blue creature is separate from Ymir or you think it is Ymir? Um, what do you think it is? Well, it's, it's what, it's what give Ymir the powers to begin with. Uh, if you remember her going into that tree a long time ago, yes, it's sir. what, it's what, um, I mean, it didn't really look like this exactly, but it was like longer and stuff when they showed, um, it's just like the embodiment of the Titans basically. I think is what it is. And um, it's actually what, when Aaron died for the first time um, back, you know, uh, I forget when it was, end of the season or the first movie or I, I forget. Uh, he died the first time and it actually reached out and reconnected, right? So it was basically trying to do the same thing at that right. point. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. I, I followed that. I followed that. So from here, the, the, the blue worm realizes, like, I'm about to take this L. Um, and it creates a cloud of uh, gas that eventually turns all the Eldians into um, what they call normal titans, I believe. 
And the gas, it's like the same kind of gas from Ragako Village. It's the same thing that turned Connie's mom into a, a, a normal titan. And Falco, Peck, and the Ackermans fly away to go fight off the blue creature. And I thought that was a, it, was a, it was a crazy moment here. Peck, after everything she's been through, um, espionage, fighting, transforming hundreds of times a day, spending months inside of her titan, this is where she said, this is too much. Seeing her family get turned into titans. And her it, friends. And her friends. That's very yeah. true. Uh, how did this? How did that little moment make you feel? That that shit hit me like a brick. Yeah, I mean, it it was definitely sad. It was kind of very fast, so like you didn't get to think about it very long. But mm-hmm. um, I think I was hurt worse over the fact that Connie and uh, Connie and you know Dim was uh gonna be turned into Titans. Um, after right. everything they've been through, that's just a tough way to uh go out. So. I think, or we thought they was going to go out, you know, obviously. True. So. Yeah, it was, it was pretty sad. Like they had their like arm around each other, reminiscing over the, the past bad days and, and, and making light of it in their, in, in what they thought were their final moments. Very, very, very sad. Um, yeah. So we see Armin come out of that crater that he made blowing up the uh, founding Titan and Aaron transforms right after and pulls up and they get the duking it out. And, uh, and then we, then we cut out to Aaron and like an alternate timeline talking to Mikasa. But before we get into that, uh, I I would like to pull another piece of yarn. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So here's, here's one of the whole, one of the reasons I thought that Ymir might be delaying this, right? Ymir knows what's going to happen. She knows she's going to get stopped. Uh, and I think everybody's goal at this point is to like, she wants to be free. How does she get free? She, they get rid of the Titans. She didn't have to be in the past anymore making these. And I, I, I think that she wanted what Aaron wanted at this point. She's on his side. And I think Aaron wanted to kind of have the Marlins witness his friends beating him. If they do that out in the middle of the desert, where you got to, you know, maybe some people can see it way off with some binoculars. It doesn't hit the same. But I think them fighting right in front of them when their lives are on the line, as they're getting killed by, you know, normal Titans, and they're, they're hiding and, and trying to fight for their lives, I think it hits harder that way. And it really makes them heroes. So that's the whole reason I thought she may have been delaying. That's a, I mean, that's a reach if I've ever heard of one. But that, that's, that's the only reason I can make sense or try to tie every other inconsistency that we've seen from Ymir up to this point. Does that make sense? Yeah, uh, kinda. But at the end, like, um, didn't all the, um, uh, people that was going to be witnesses or whatever that you're talking about, didn't they turn into Titans at the end? No, you still had the military people there. Oh, they was different. Okay. I thought yeah, it was those all were, on the same. Those uh, weren't alien Eldians. But. Yeah. Those weren't Eldians. Uh, oh, okay. those You're were Marlins. It was somewhere else. Okay. I got yeah. It. So the Marlins were still up on, on the on the cliff as the normal Titans got called to come deal with Reiner. So they were still watching what was going on, and they had a front row seat. Yeah. I was gonna say if all of them got turned into the Titans, then um, who was watching? Who was gonna yeah. be witnessing it? So okay. Uh, but I mean, that does make a little bit more sense. Um, you know, that does help their case out. Um, 
I mean, it, it's it's a possibility. Like, uh, I mean, but I I feel like they could have maybe said it if that was you know somewhat or even kind of pointed towards that if that was the case. But I, I think it's one of those cases where I should you know I think some great writing and I think well any great story has to do a good job of showing you and not telling you. Yeah. If if you just tell somebody and you give it all up, it's not really a compelling story in the same way that make you think. So I think, you know, I don't know what the writer here was was thinking in, in his mind, but that's that's the only way I can make this make sense and like all of the work that you put in the last, you know, 10 years into this, I don't think you would risk screwing that up in an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I'm you're you're I mean, you're uh theory like it's it makes a lot of sense honestly like you know your mirror has the power to um you know to do everything that happened that we are saying as an ass pool except for you know the bird right uh, she didn't right. have that power <laughs> the bird is is, is probably yeah. my biggest problem yeah I, um, I was, yeah but you know uh i i could see this i i could i could honestly deal with this and then if this was actually true, you know, and it could be, and, um, you know, then maybe it wasn't an ass pool, but at the time it seemed like it was an ass pool True. and yeah. it still kind of does. Um, but maybe not as big as an ass pool, especially if you start looking at what you're saying. So, okay. Yeah. It's something I thought about, uh, during my second walkthrough. I mean, uh, second playthrough here. Um, so this is the only really way I can make sense of it. And, and I think it makes sense that they would do it that way, but you know, I, I want to hear what everybody else has to say, uh, that's listening as well. So y'all hit yeah, me up. Yeah. What, you know, you have people, people that's listening to us, like, um, we want y'all to kind of chime in with us. You know, we want y'all to, um, go to, you know, Twitter or, you know, our discord podcast discussion channel. Let us know, let us know your thoughts on it. Um, um, uh, all that good stuff, because we we you know we want to know we want to know what y'all think too. So right, and like it, you know, it, it comes down to like you know I think everybody online was a little confused about this whole last episode. Um, so like you know if you don't think we got something right, challenge us on it. You know you ain't got to be an asshole about it, but you know challenge us on it, and we can talk <laughs> about it. Like I, I'm down, you know, hit me up on Twitter, hit us up on Twitter, Discord, like he's saying, like yeah, this is something you know it's a conversation we want to have with you guys as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I I went into like this like right as of five minutes ago, I thought that was the biggest ass pool that I've ever seen. But Bass, you know, just talking about it just a little bit, like you know, maybe it wasn't. You know, like we just you know we have to think about it a little bit. So yeah, I'm trying to get give Issa uh, Yama some credit here. I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm holding you up, bro. I'm holding you up. <laughs> Maybe, um, maybe he got it like that, you know. I don't know. Yeah, so. we, we don't know. But uh, so so, so uh, the next part of this, we have yeah, like I said, uh, Aaron talking to Mikasa directly. They're in an alternate timeline um, that Aaron has placed her in to talk to her, and he created a reality where they ran away together once they got to Marley. Um, Aaron was, you know, Mikasa confessed her love to him, and he wasn't willing to use his powers to pretty much wipe out the whole world. So this is what happens. And they're two two months away from the invasion of Paradise, and they're just living, and they're going to live out the rest of their days. This is what Mikasa would have wanted, and 
her own mind. So he's kind of like throwing old girl a bone, which I, I kind of appreciate until we get later in this fucking scene. Uh, <laughs> excuse my French. Uh, so he asked Mikasa to throw away her scarf after he dies and just forget him about him. He's trying to do the right thing for Mikasa, I think, in this moment. But is that a fair question to ask somebody that like loves you this much? bro? I don't think that's right. I mean, you know, it, it's definitely not right, but um, it's it's. I think it's the right thing to say. Um, okay, you know, okay. because you know you're gonna. He knows that he's gonna die, and he wants to make sure that she knows that you know it's okay to uh, you know go find another one. Uh, go live your life. Go be happy. Don't don't hang on to him. Even though he may not be feeling that way, I mean, it's it's the only thing, it's the only right thing to do, right? I I, I guess, but like, I, I think he in that moment, like, he could have like acknowledged her feelings a little bit more, you know, uh, instead of just saying you got to let go of this shit. Uh, he did acknowledge he did, her feelings though. by by putting her in that position, you know, and saying and like and telling her what happened and like they they ran away together, but she she's gonna know that's fake. Um, but yeah, that's a bit. That's also a big gesture. Now that I'm thinking about it, that's what I'm saying. But the, but looking at it, you know, he went through all that trouble to make that reality or alternate like reality a thing for her. That way, she could live with herself because you know they spent so many years in you know that fake dimension or whatever. But she remembers that. So, like, very true. Very true. Um, that's that's very touching, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. That's um, more years than uh, she would have got if he didn't start the rumbling, right? Because he was gonna die in like what a couple, four, four years. Yeah, yeah. A, yeah. So, it, it was it was a cool moment. I I just think he he could have said it a little different. Yeah, you know, yeah, you know, maybe I, I guess. But you know, <laughs> it is what it is. We, we we can we can agree to disagree on this one. We're talking about Aaron, though. He's he's literally. Uh, committing mass murder because he's not very smart so dumbass old dumbass <laughs> at least he knows it um but yeah to, to go back uh to the battlefield we go immediately back to the battlefield and this is kind of the moment that mikasa gets her resolve like she's like yeah i gotta i won't forget about you she says that first no i won't forget about you because who would like this is that's her guy and she puts the scarf around her neck and, and goes to kill aaron and we see Levi bust open the two front teeth of uh, Aaron's colossal titan and go in. And, uh, and then uh, Mikasa goes in. And then we get this, I think, a beautiful shot of her coming through the front teeth. And then you see Aaron open his real eyes as Mikasa's, like, wincing. And then she, like, cleanly cuts off his head. One, one hit KO. And then she hits to see you later, Aaron. That, sh- that shit hurt me. That shit hurt me. I had to had to pause it for a second. I didn't cry <laughs> or nothing, but I was like, damn, this shit is heavy. <laughs> you know? Um, but one thing I want to talk about before we actually talk about this, I'm going to ask you about it too, Tyler, is how do we think that Aaron got the power to turn into a fucking Colossal Titan? Well, he's, he's got all the powers, right? He's got all the Titan powers, right? Yes. Yes. So he he was able to do it because um he's got um shit like, uh, like Ymir gave him the power to do so yeah like he can he can do whatever he wants uh, okay. basically he's like he's like the Titan you know um uh, 
like like he like uh, on on their back right um didn't did they not have like a partial colossal titan uh show up that's the one that uh decimated levi and all of them at first remember that yes Bertolt. yeah Bertolt. Yeah. um yeah. i i i we we established that that was ymir doing that though but ymir was still there Remember, she was she showed up at the, the right. last second too, so she's so still we, there. So it's Ymir letting him. I think so. I think letting uh, him through that. Okay, that 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 tracks. I think so, like I okay. I don't really know the logistics behind it, but I'm no one does. Pretty sure that <laughs> uh, Aaron can could have changed into any Titan if he wanted to. Um, obviously, okay. he wanted to be the big, scary looking grudge Titan, but. Uh, <laughs> with the long and the dreads yeah, yeah. shake them shits <laughs> but I mean that wasn't possible after you know Armin and uh, uh, Reiner and them you know you know uh, blew it up and decapitated him and stuff like that so okay uh, but uh, what did you think about the, the scene with the, with the beheading uh, I mean you know I thought that was like a very uh, sad but lovely scene. Honestly, it was a beautiful scene. Uh, because one thing, one thing you got to see is when Aaron opens his eyes. Like it was like just a millisecond. And and the funny thing is, is you kind of think about what Zeke said. Zeke said right before you die, you know, for someone like him and Aaron, I'm assuming Aaron's the same way. Uh, that moment of of release you know knowing that you're gonna be dead and you can be released you know is the happiest moment that you're gonna get basically well Aaron got that plus he got to see the one thing he truly cared about right before he died too right. like that was what he's seen and honestly like that's more than he deserves at this point for True. being a mass murderer it's it, yeah it's genocide 10x uh yeah and um, honestly more he's killed billions of people but yeah i thought that i completely agree with everything you just said man um and like you him saying that well zeke saying that you can be free in that last moment and mika said being the person to give him that that that, that moment that glimpsing fading moment of freedom that was poetic shit with yeah, i mean because think about it does, does he really know what killed him you know, it doesn't surely his stuff stops. Like he doesn't really know what killed him. He just knows he died, probably, right? Who, Aaron? Yeah, Aaron. I think he knows because he opened his eyes because he saw Mikasa but fly into his mouth when he was the Colossal Titan. I don't think he. I don't think he realized that. Like I don't think he had enough time to realize what happened. You see what I'm saying? Uh, and I don't think I, the future. I don't agree with that. I don't. I don't think they're, huh? I, I don't agree with that because he you opened his so? eyes. I think the whole point of showing Mikasa's reflection in his eyes is that he got to see her one last time. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it's you know that was a really good scene, though. Um, yeah. I mean, regardless, it was. Phenomenal. I just don't. I just don't know if like. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe you can look at it like. Uh, Mikasa's finally giving him what he wants, kind of making him 
happy one last time, kind of. You know what I mean? You can look yeah. at it like that, maybe. Maybe That's... he knew it was coming, and maybe he was gonna, knew he was going to be released into, you know. Uh, so you can look at it like that. Okay. Because he would have seen Mikasa pulling up, I think, through his, his, his Titan eyes. He's like, oh, oh it's okay. here. It's time. So he had time to react. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he knew what was happening out there. But, yeah, it could go either way. But Mikasa kissing a beheaded person is, is fucking crazy. That's nuts. That's he devious work. beheaded, bro. That's devious work. He's still warm. <laughs> I wonder if bro kissed back. Um, <laughs> and then you got Ymir behind them smiling. Like, it was just, that shit was creepy. It, it went from, like, a 10 out of 10 to me. I was like, yo, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> But. Yeah, um, it was definitely uh, it was definitely a beautiful scene. Um, uh, the your mirror part was uh, a little bit weird, but and uh, the kissing part was very weird. But I mean, like she just had to kill her soulmate. Yes, I guess so. Yeah. Um, like I'm not letting this I shit guess. slide. I can't. I can't let it so, slide. Though this is crazy. That's devious. This is where Bash draws the line. Hell yeah, big red <laughs> thick ass line too, boy. She way over that bitch. Hell no, that's nuts, boy. Uh, but yeah, that, that's the last thing we see from uh chapter four, a long dream. And then next, we're gonna get into the final, final chapter, the final, 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 final chapter towards the tree on that hill. So, um, as you know, we wrapping up with Ymir creepily watching uh, Mikasa kiss that beheaded head. Uh, we go to Aaron talking to Armin, and he's taking you know they're kind of sitting on, on like a dock sort of thing, and while they're having this conversation, Aaron confirms that he was just trying to push away his friends during their last meeting where he beat up Armin, and he said he hated Mikasa, um, and that her Ackerman blood was making him making her like drawn to him so i'm glad that he cleared that up out of his own mouth i think we all knew that oh yeah but like he it's it's different hearing him actually say it to me yeah i'm glad too but like like you said i think we all knew that i think i think they even knew that i mean armin even said that uh he was trying to do it so but it's good to see that aaron actually says it and this is and this uh talk that we're talking about, you know, this happened like way before this time. This is a flashback that got erased or whatever. So right. Yeah, it's pretty much uh Armin's memories coming back because uh Aaron has his talk and then erases memories. So yeah, he pushed them away so they could be on the other side fighting for humanity and trying to make them become heroes, which that by itself is admirable, but when you add in the whole um, murdering billions of people part of doesn't sound as good. <laughs> so from there, we get into a conversation about Ymir and the rumbling. And he's like, yeah, come take a walk with me. I'm going to take you to all the places that we wanted to go from our book that you showed me. And he's confirming as they're looking at this th- these things that Ymir obeyed Fritz for 2,000 years because she loved him. Some serious Stockholm Syndrome. And then she found someone to break her free. And he says, that was Mikasa. And Armin reacts to this and he's very surprised. He's like, why was it Mikasa? He's like, I don't, I don't really don't know, man. But she knew something I didn't know at the time. And then Aaron says he's gonna, he was just moving towards that future where, 
where Mika where Mikasa could bring about the change. And I think one thing that's important to note from really, really, I think this whole conversation is very, very important to the overall story and helping people understand what happened. Um, and an important thing I think was said, as Aaron said, the, the power of the, the founding Titan, there was no past or future to him. It was everything was happening simultaneously. And he was a very confused person during this period. And he also reveals, which was nuts, that he sent the Smiling Titan away from Berthold to his own mother. So how did you react to the, the, those last couple of points in this scene, this part of this scene? Like, how, how, did, how did that hit you, man? Yeah, I mean, uh, the fact that, like, when I found out that he was the one that sent, you know, basically killed his own mom, um... Like that, that was like crazy for me to hear, I guess, mm -hmm. you know, uh, I, I was just like shocked, I'm very shocked. I was like, there's no way that he done that, but we're talking, we're talking about Aaron here now, you know? So, uh, as far as the other thing, like it kind of makes it a little bit easier to, uh, uh, like feel sorry for him in some ways, knowing that he wasn't able to like he had all that going on in his head, you know, like like a normal person just being given this, like it, it would be hard to uh handle, I guess. Yeah. It'd be hard to keep everything straight and like make good decisions if your past, your future, and your present are all happening at one time. Everything that's that that you can remember from these powers is happening at one time, um, and you have some power uh, of control, like to change some small things. But yeah, you know, it's like, what do I do? How do I change to, to to stop something? You know? Yeah, I mean, it's something, but I don't think it's enough for me to be able to forgive him. Hell no! Nah. Nah. At this point, after killing, uh, you know, so many people, so. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that, that's not something that's forgivable under any circumstances. Um, and then after this, they're kind of looking over a, a sea of water and, and uh, the ocean, right? And Armin kind of finds out, well, he asks, you know, you should really be thinking about Mikasa's feelings. And it's like, you know, you think she's going to be able to like live on and like find new love and live a, a happy life. And Aaron's just kind of like, I don't know. And Armin decks him. To the to the fucking floor, great move. It was quick too. A boy boy pulled the trigger quick on this one. Yeah. But then we we get a scene um, where Aaron's crying and saying, "You know, I love Mikasa and I want her to find her own happiness." And I only told her to like try to move on because, you know, I want her to be happy, but I want her to cry over me for like ten years. And he's talking about feeling bad about the billions of people he kills, and he doesn't want to die, but he couldn't figure out a different way. And this was one scene, even Dan sent me a picture of this scene once I, I confirmed that I finished watching uh, this episode. He's like, did they fix this? And I was like, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was a little pitiful, but I, I thought it was good. I thought it was really good, this scene, um, because this felt like the real Aaron to me. I, I felt like he kind of like, like finally dropped the act. And, but how did you feel, Tyler? Um. Yeah, I mean, I really, really liked that he showed his true feelings and 
like we've been seeing like a like a him putting on a facade for so long um you know emotionless um Aaron for so so long um and we actually finally get to see his true self you know like what he really thinks um especially talking about Mikasa uh the only thing about this scene that I didn't like was the punch that caved like I'm gonna call it the punch that caved in the cheek <laughs> like I get it that Armin punched him but why you gotta make it like a push indent cheek. his cheek the whole time like that that took away from the scene honestly like this was supposed to be a very emotional uh scene um where you know we finally get to see Aaron in the state again and showing his true self and you know breaking down kind of and his cheek just like pushed up like somebody like <laughs> the only way to have that happen bro is is if you're ha- if you got the fist just staying there on it like there's right. there's no way that's happening uh and that just took away from the scene for me uh it's a it's a small like nitpick but i think a lot of people had complaints about that honestly so yeah i didn't like it either i i thought it definitely like drew my attention away from what was actually going on in the actual conversation yeah it was a very important moment yeah conversation yeah it was a weird creative decision and i don't i don't know if the manga uh like uh stayed on that for a while or not like i didn't i don't i didn't really read the panels Mm -hmm. um so it's just I'm just wondering like why they emphasize like um that uh like face like the the face you know like the cheek um staying that way we we know uh Armin hit him and we know that Armin put everything he had into it but it doesn't it, it doesn't need to be that way like especially you know in a scene like that so that's fair yeah um, that was a weird stylistic choice for the moment. Uh, <laughs> I could have left that out. But yeah, as as we see one final breakdown, because I mean, old Aaron, before you know he had the long hair, he used to break down and cry a lot about different things. And we we got that coming back. And, but now he's talking about how terrible he feels for killing billions of people. And Armin's like, what, 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 what are you talking about here, bud? And, he hit, and Aaron reveals that he will kill 80% of humanity. In the manga, um, Armin actually learns this at the beginning of this conversation when they're sitting down there by the dock. And a lot of, from what I saw online, a lot of people thought Armin hardly reacts to this. And they kind of went about their conversation in a similar way to what they did from there in the anime. So I think... I think it may have been better this way, uh, but Tyler, did you look into this in, at all, or did you hear anything about this? No, I didn't really. Uh, I didn't really uh, hear anything about this particular like uh, placement. I guess mm-hmm. uh, I do. Uh, like I said, I really enjoyed this whole scene for the most part. Um, I thought they'd done it pretty decent, and I also think uh, from. Uh, uh, social media uh standpoint i think that a lot of people the the majority of people are saying that the manga did it way worse this this whole scene right here yeah and, and i think that has a that what i was yeah. just saying has a lot to do with it 
and everybody said that the anime changed some of the dialogue and like moved some stuff around like Bass is saying to make it actually better. So, um, like I said, I didn't read the manga. Bass didn't read the manga. We, we just kind of see what we're seeing, you know, seeing what y'all are probably seeing too. So, um, I know Dan read it, but unfortunately he's not able to be with us tonight for work issues and stuff like that. So, yeah, I went and looked on some forums, and people were saying it was a it was an odd thing that Armin Hartley reacted to that, especially with how um, uh, I don't know if righteous is the right word, but he has a good moral compass. You think he would be way more distraught um, in the manga, but they did a good job here. I think I think it was probably better this way, like the, like the manga readers are saying. Yeah, um, um, I know. Ar- I know that was like a really big complaint for the manga people um, when it dropped was this whole scene and the fact that. A lot of them were saying that uh, the anime did it way better, so that's got to be worth something. So true, true. So from here, we kind of start to get into the, like the details of the logistics of this rumbling in, in, in the future. So Aaron tells Armin, you know, it's already been determined, and Aaron actually says he's tried to change how this went, but it always ended up exactly how he saw it in his memories. I thought that was a great detail to add. I think it was important for us to know that. Um, maybe he didn't want to have to kill 80% of the people. He knew he wasn't going to succeed in killing 100%. Um, but a question I have for you is, so can Aaron or can he not change the future? Like, what, what's, what's, what's your thoughts about that? I mean, I think he can... And the past as well, I guess. Yeah. Like... Obviously, we know that he can to some extent, but, like, at what point can he, like, at, you know, at what level does that stop at, you know, like, right. um, I mean, there, I think, I think there's ways that he probably could have stopped it, but, um, was those ways, ways that he was willing to give up, um, certain pieces because you know he probably would have he probably wasn't willing to give up what uh was required to give up in order to change it that drastically you see what i'm saying that makes sense yeah because like i mean immediately after this he says like you know i wanted i did want to level it all like he wanted to live and level it all so but he he thought he was he thought he was doing it to protect his friends, uh, but he ended up killing uh, Sasha and Hanj in the process. And he calls himself a garden variety idiot, which I agree with. <laughs> he's just, he said he's just an idiot that got, you know, a hold of power. Um, and something I kind of took from this was like, it's twofold. He wanted to do it, but I don't know if he wanted to do it in this way. I think he was just kind of falling into that, that whole freedom. Uh, thing that he was going after and he, he kind of got a little over focused on it and we ended up in this situation yeah like it i don't like it's just it's just one of those things like we we really don't know because it, it really didn't get shown to us like mm-hmm. uh how much of a um how much of a difference he could make I mean, right. we know that uh, he was able to send like the Titan after his mom to make it keep on going. 
and uh, we know that he, you know, went back and talked to his dad to uh, also keep it going. So like he he could have like he changed he changed it in those times. You know what I mean? That, those mm-hmm. was willing times that he changed it. Changed to make the sure the rumbling happened. Yeah. yeah. So like he can change it, but what is he willing to give up? He was willing to give up his mom. He was willing to like forsake his dad. But yeah. And what some of was his he friends. not willing to give up. So right, he even gave up some of his friends. So like yeah. I think it's him like saying like yeah, nothing is was important as leveling this place. Um, but right after this, uh, Armin put some of blame on himself for showing Aaron the book of the outside world and painting a picture um, for some hope. Because I, I think like the big thing, uh, this is where Aaron really went from being content with his like life and then wanting to be free and outside of the walls. This is where the freedom Aaron kind of takes over when he's a kid. And I think once he saw what was outside across the sea, this is when he like turns and it's like, okay, fuck all this bullshit. This isn't what I thought it was. I have to fight, 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 you know? Um, so with both Armin's and Aaron's dreams coming from that book, like how do you think they turned out so differently? Well, like, I'm not sure, honestly, like the, you know, Armin, Armin, was always a different personality, you know, from the get go. He was always the one that, you know, I think that's the reason why they was so different. Plus the fact that Armin didn't get Titan powers. He didn't, he didn't obtain powers for so, so, so long, you know, and mm-hmm. Aaron got it at early, earlier age, earlier time. And, uh, and so I think that's, that has to deal with it a lot too. And I think also that a lot of, um, a lot of, um, uh, what's the word? Um, a lot of, uh, stuff was placed on Aaron, um, uh, and made him stressed, I guess, kind of, mm-hmm. or like, you know what I'm, you know what I'm trying to say, right? Yeah. He had a lot more pressure yeah. on him. He had a lot himself, more on yeah. his plate you know, at a very early age. I don't think he could, I don't think he could handle it. And then he got that, you know, then he started messing with all the time, uh, future, past, present, all at once kind of shit. Like we learned about, like it, it's, 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 it's the type of shit that changes you, you know? So. Right. Right. And, uh, kind of my, my thoughts to, to answer my own question in a way, um, was, yeah, like you said, like I'm gonna go with you know something you said is like they had different personalities. I think Armin was more curious about the things, but then Aaron was like, "Oh, these titans took something from me. They took my freedom, right?" So it was more vengeance, and that's what drove him to want to flatten everything because it took away. This is the people taking away my freedom. And they just want to kill me. I have to, I, it's kill or be killed now uh, for me and my friend. So I, I think that was that was something how they're a little bit different. Armin just wants to go see what the hell's up out there. Um, yeah. And I think I think that's one of the reasons in this moment, Armin is like kind of saying, yeah, you were always focused on the horizon, what was out there. But he's down 
looking at the actual ocean. He's looking at the lava where he where Aaron took him. And, you know, it, it just seemed like they were very different about what they thought on what was going. Oh, uh, their motivations for wanting to go outside of the walls. Yeah, and to kind of um uh take this uh, take this a little bit further um and talk about Armin and how he changed so in this in this whole scene we we learned that obviously this happened before all this and Aaron's telling him his plans and you know he was going to demolish 80% of humanity and all this stuff and you know honestly a past Armin probably wouldn't go along with this but this version of Armin that has seen more you know he went along with it and he you know he basically agreed you know and like kind of you know made Aaron believe that he was doing the right thing and he was just like you know I'll see you in hell you know basically like we're bros I'll see you in hell is basically what was said kind of in their own yeah. way so after all that being said in this scene like has your thoughts of armin changed any like has your opinion of him changed um no uh i don't think he i, I think what he meant he was putting the blame on himself because he felt like he made Aaron this way that's what i thought he was kind of saying instead of you know being like okay this is okay i think he he felt bad for his friend because he feels like he put his friend in this situation more than him being okay with it. I think he says thank you to him because he knows that without Aaron doing something that Marley was going to come kill them all. They have, you know, you know, Zeppelin balloons and and cannons. Like they couldn't have fought back against them. There was nothing that would have been able to do. So they would have all died. So that's what I think he's saying. Thank you to Aaron for not for actually killing everybody. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah, like I just thank you for putting this burden on your shoulders so we didn't have to. I just don't I, it, it kind of made me think like it kind of made my opinion of him change a little bit because you know we always know Armin to be the guy that has the hope, you know that you know there's got to be a better way, you know, all this stuff, but he really doesn't like push for that any. Like he uh you know he just kind of goes along with him there for a minute. And I think that he, I don't know, I probably wouldn't have changed anything, but, you know, I I feel like that someone of his, um, uh, of his personality, uh, you think that they would kind of just not say, not just go along with what Aaron or, you know, his best friend is saying when it's going to cause, his best friend to die along 80% of humanity. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so. but, um, to like kind of push, push back on that. He did ask, he did say to Aaron, like there, there has to be another way to do this. Yeah. But I think when Aaron came back, I was like, it's already been determined. I can't change it, which is kind of a white lie. It's definitely yeah. a white lie, but Armin saying like, okay, like this, he's just not going to, anything different i was like i kind of have to accept this in some way and that's why he also says you know like our next fight will be a battle to the death yeah i mean or you can just kind of you know make him you know uh you know make him not content i guess you know 
Mm-hmm. Like if Armin maybe went down a different path and made Aaron, you know, regret his last visit with him, kinda. Maybe Aaron starts to think a little bit harder, try a little bit more. You see what I'm saying? Right, right. Maybe, okay, maybe he didn't push back enough Armin against for it. Help, you know? Right. So I don't okay. know. You just need more of an argument out of Armin here. I, yeah. I think so. Especially, okay. especially with him showing so much emotion when the Mikasa scene hit. Like the Mikasa like love, uh, like the ten year, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of emotion. And then we when we get into the eighty percent part and the uh, part about him killing uh the world for them and them being heroes and stuff, and he just kinda like, Okay, you know, uh you are you sure you wanna do that? Are you sure about that? And he's just like, Yeah, I'm sure and he's like, I, I guess. I I guess I'll see you in hell, buddy. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm responsible too, I guess. So I mean, okay, I, that's fair. Yeah. I think it's very fair. Um, but yeah, after this, we kind of go back to the, the our our the, to the current day, and um, there's no more Titan powers, and everybody's turned back to human. And uh, Tyler, I believe you you had a, had a question for me here, um, uh, that you, that you wanted to ask. Yeah, uh, so um, what do we think was the reasoning behind, like, Ymir and the Titans disappearing around this time? Because we know they only existed because of her love and her obedience to King Fritz for all these years. So why do you think, or why why do you think they're gone? Um, Because I was thinking maybe that was Aaron's final act. Or maybe if you kill the the founder, it, it all goes down. You know, maybe one of well, those two things are like the the two reasons I had in my mind as an answer to that question. You know, okay. and Ymir not having any more Titans, she she doesn't have to obey King Fritz. She's free, so everything falls apart. Okay, that's the best I got. What what was your thoughts on it, man? So. I really do think that, so we'll bring it back to the part where she's standing there watching Mikasa kill Eren and smiling. So I think at this time, she realizes that, and this this makes a lot of sense to me, that Mikasa really loved Eren, but, you know, she decided to go ahead and kill him in order to stop him, you know, and I think that Ymir sees this and realizes that, oh, hey, you know, well, she really loved him and I really love King Fritz, you know, whatever. And I think that she kind of seen their situations kind of resemble. And she was like, well, I can, you know, disobey King Fritz, kind of like Mikasa disobeyed Aaron in a way by killing him and still love him just as much. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that's yeah. actually really good. Yeah, I, I like that explanation way better than my own. Smiling. Okay. While, okay. While that was happening, because she's seen that Mikasa still loved Aaron just as much, even though she just kind of killed him, and so that let her have the ability to let go of Fritz in a way. Yeah. And and so. I think that makes sense because Ymir was relying on Mikasa. So that that your 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 theory, I think, is is, is correct in, in this case. 
Um, and they even say, sure. I think Aaron even says like a, a couple times that Mikasa was the one that uh, changed Ymir, right? Yeah, changed that would end all this. So. Yes. So it, it wasn't Aaron himself. Yeah. Yeah. Th- yeah, that I makes, think, that makes a lot of sense. One of the reasons or the main, uh, like a, a theory behind uh, behind it, you know what I mean? So Okay. Yeah. No, that that's 100%. That's really good. Well, you convinced me on that one. I ain't going to lie to you. You got me. Um, but yeah, everybody's uh, kind of coming back together. Uh, Levi f- sees his fallen comrades and like, you know, he says to them, you know, th- I think this is the future that you all gave your lives for. And I think for the first time ever, we see Levi cry and he does the, you know, give your heart salute. And that was that was a heavy moment for me, man. I was like, damn, like, why am I crying right now? Shit was crazy. You know, for a crybaby like me, like I held out the whole movie until this point. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Here we go. Yeah. (laughs) This point is what got me, bro. I started bawling like a crybaby, like Momo. I started crying like Momo here. Because like I said, that's my (laughs) man. Like we get to see we get to see Erwin and, you know, uh Hodge and all of them and you know, and at this point, I honestly thought Levi was dead, and he was seeing the afterlife, kind of like Hans and Hans did. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, there was some I weird was, stuff going on in that that, that mist over there. Yeah, and and then we also saw Mikasa talking to Ymir and saying, you know, your your love was kind of fucking weird, dog. Like, you know, that was it was some messed up things that, that that happened, and we had to kill you guys. Had to k- kill a lot of people. You can't get those lives back, but. She said, you know, rest in peace to her in the end. But uh, Mikasa, at the end of this, kind of goes to bury Aaron's uh, head at the base of the tree where, you know, he used to take naps. And, uh, yeah, from there we get into a time skip. I think a lot of this stuff is, is not as important to the to the story here, so I think we can kind of rip through it a little bit. Um, if, if, you know, if you want me to stop somewhere, just say something, Tyler. The, the only thing that... I care about is seeing my man Levi handing out candy <laughs> to the children. Levi for the children. <laughs> yes, sir. That's, that's a hell of a retirement job. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten. Yes. Um, the main thing I'm going to point out from that that time skip three years later is LDA formed a military led by the Jaegerists. Uh, this is due to them fearing retaliation from the rest of the world, and um. It seems like Historia and the people on Paradise are really ready for a war. Uh, but but Historia kind of realizes that, you know, everybody's actions caused what Aaron did and this this current situation they have. And then you have Armin, Peck, and Reiner, Annie, and the others going to visit Paradise Island as a kind of a peace envoy, suing for peace. Um, which is very interesting because, you know, these people were once fighting and now they're they're going back to the island. Uh, years later, after defeating like their the most powerful Eldian that they they know, like everybody, someone that everybody looked up to, and they're afraid that their little boat's going to get shot down. But Armin's saying that they think that they're going to want to hear their story, and I believe that same thing too. I think they made it there safe. I and, mean, uh, how how else did they hear about what happened? You know what I mean? It's not very good communication. We're eighty percent of the world gone. You know what I mean? So. Right. Right, they're gonna want to hear it firsthand. Like you guys killed him. Like what the fuck happened? Like what? And why are you guys all friends now? 
even more than that. Like you guys are like hanging out. You guys used to like try to kill each other. Like what's going on? So that's a fair point by Armin there. And then we get a scene of Mikasa waiting, you know, for their friends, her friends to come back to paradise. She's waiting at Aaron's grave because she knows they're going to show up there eventually. And in this moment, we kind of get a scene where a bird comes down while Mikasa's crying and wraps the scarf around Mikasa's neck. One, one, one final time there. And what was your interpretation of this? This is something I, I did want to touch on. Um, I think it's, I think it's the show's way of reminding Mikasa that that um Aaron is still with her, right? Kinda, because I think the the birds or whatever has been used heavily throughout the show, right? And they're like, correct, it's a symbol for uh, freedom. Yeah, yeah, freedom. And what did Aaron embody? You know, freedom. That was his whole thing. Like he, he freedom, you know. So true. It was it was a really cool scene. I thought that they added there. It was like basically, you know, just them letting uh, Mikasa know that Aaron might be thinking about her, kinda maybe. Yeah, I, the, my first watch through was like, uh, say, like, is this man a bird now? And I was like, no, 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 that's not how this went. I was like, it was more just like symbolic. Yeah, I was like, okay, calm down, yeah. Bass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then another thing that I think that ruffled people's feathers was the the, the credit and post credit scenes. Um, we kind of see Mikasa get old as a family, and she's kind of still going to put flowers up there. And then we see a um, a picture of her in, I guess, in her casket. Uh, she's getting buried with the scarf that Aaron gave her. I thought that was a really cool cool moment. But then after that, we actually see that time goes by, maybe hundreds of years. And unfortunately, thousands. thousands? Okay, let's see. Yeah. Thousands. You think it's thousands? I was thinking like maybe four or five hundred. But yeah, it could, it could be thousands. Yeah, thousands. We'll go with it. And yeah, unfortunately, war starts all over again. And I think that's one, like one of the things that uh, Isayama was kind of telling us. And Aaron also touched on it during their conversation with with um, Armin in, in, in the flashback was, I mean, war never ends. It's a, it's a constant fight. People are going to fight. And Aaron even realized, you know, this isn't the re- resolution of conflict. You know, the world's going to start back up once there's more people. And did it make it seem, did it make everything seem pointless to you, Tyler, at all? I mean, that was like one of the biggest critiques that I was seeing, but Twitter's full of bullshit. So, like, if you're if you're talking about, um, you know, pointless that Aaron was gonna stop, uh, violence altogether, sure, but that's not that's not what Aaron's goal was. Aaron's right. goal was to give his, you know, create a peaceful life for his friends, and he did that. He actually did that for many of their generations, you know, uh. It wasn't until way, 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 way down the line that the war started up again. So he achieved his goal. And even at that point, like, it wasn't Titans anymore. It was, you know, like, stuff that he couldn't control. So true. he did what he set out to do in a way, even though it cost 80% of the world. But he did it. Cool. Uh, and then the last part of the post credit scenes, you want to you want to wrap it up for us? Um, yeah. Uh, so 
the last part we finally see a, a kid walk up and it's they got a dog with them too and uh got a backpack on and stuff and everything's all grown up like the city uh the city and stuff was all destroyed and it's like ancient city and stuff it looks like in the background and they go into the tree and the tree has opened up kind of like the way uh it opened up for your mirror back in the day and it's got like a little hole in it and the kid goes into the hole um and it's a weird way to end this honestly i thought um because like does this set set it up for like a, a next generation type thing or like a, a sequel like possibilities like what are your thoughts on this um so i was thinking like it was just like showing a cycle maybe not a cycle with the titans but saying that you know war is always going to be war um people are going to fight and that's just kind of like more or less ingrained in humans like i think ever since there's been tribes um it's just part of the human condition we fight with our neighbors unfortunately there's a lot of love in the world um and there's great people but i think there's always going to be people wanting to fight each other for some odd reason and i think that's really the 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 full circle cycle is what they were kind of showing us instead of it being a setup for like a sequel or the titans coming back um i pray to god it's not um i think this i thought i thought this was a good ending though i think it it was it was profound in a way for me Hmm, okay what about you I, i just worry a little bit that um because, you know, that's how Yamira found the blue the blue worm. You know, she went down in a hole like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, like you said, it shows that the cycle, but, you know, what happened at the start of that cycle? Like, the, I, I don't know. It, it's going to be weird. And we also got the eight the, the pages or whatever that's coming out in April, too, like the extension of this. So it, it's kind of like... It kind of makes me curious, like what he's actually gonna put in there, and mm-hmm. uh, maybe set it up. Like, uh, I hope there's nothing. There's no more Titans, you know. But right, maybe it's like an explanation because I think he knows. Like a lot of people have a lot of questions about this shit. <laughs> It'd be cool <laughs> if it was some more explanation. Yeah. So I can say I was right. I would love that. <laughs> but uh. I guess that's that takes us about through it. It took us a little bit longer than we thought, uh, honestly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're almost at two hours here. Yeah. Um, man, Ty, I was telling you, we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> we had a lot to talk about, though. There's a lot of stuff going on. Um, um, but I guess uh, we'll close it off with, uh, uh, I guess our final ratings and you know our final thoughts, um, uh, and maybe a thank you to uh, uh. You know attack on titan because it's a hell of a ride so it is it is um i'll, I'll go first since, since you brought it up um i'm, I'm gonna go in my uh, final thoughts i thought this was it, it overperformed for what people were telling me uh they uh, the people thought that the you know the the wrap-up to this series was going to be bad um but they did change some things from the manga to the anime and i think they made some really good changes from what i hear but i i thought this this final episode as hard as i was on the first part of the final part <laughs> um i thought this was really good um and during my initial initial like watch through i was thinking you know this is a top five ending for me 
Uh, they had some really profound moments. Uh, it, it made s- some sense after their first one. That's why another reason why I watched it twice. But I, I, I thought it, it wrapped it up as about as well as you could expect. There were some inconsistencies and some ass pulls, which I explained away in my own my own way uh, while we were talking here. So if those things are true, maybe we get some explanations from Isayama at some point. But my rating for this specific episode, I might have to go like a high eight here. I thought it was really, really, really well done. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, like a, like a, I'm going to go with an eight, nine here. I mean, that's fair. Okay. That's, that's pretty, I mean, that's pretty on par. I think it's sitting at like an eight, nine, nine right now on Mal, right? So. Oh, yeah. That's uh, true. That's true. Yeah. Um, so it's really, it's really hitting right, right around where they got to that. Um, for me, um, um, I went into this the first time I watched it. Um, you know, I, I really enjoyed it and I think it was setting it like, a a high seven for me, honestly, after the first time. And then I watched it a second time and I, I really started, you know, figuring some stuff out a little bit better, you know? And so it got a little bit higher. And honestly, during our discussion today, you know, Bass talking and stuff like that, it made some of the things not seem as bad as I thought they was, especially the big, uh, you know, ass pool that we talked about in the middle of this. And, um, you know, I thought this was a really uh, good, a decent ending. Like endings are messy. Usually we've, we talked yes. about it. Yes. Um, you know, considering that the manga was one of the worst endings, apparently, according to a lot of people, I had really low hopes for it um, going into it. But I think that it really uh, outshined its manga counterpart um, based on the reactions and uh, what I've seen um, on social medias and stuff. And I would honestly probably give it a high uh eight and a half to high eight myself now after initially gonna give it like a seven high seven so um so it went up one of the things that we did not talk on though that really hit it home for me as well was the music during all this it was so phenomenal fire yeah so um i just wanted to bring that up but i mean there was just some minor minor shit going on uh that kind of you know minor gripes um a couple ass pulls but like i said this is one of the better uh, series of anime so you know like it's to be expected to kind of have some uh uh things going crazy and we don't really have a whole lot of loose ends at the end of this i don't think so I think he done a really decent job, honestly. So, yeah, agreed, man. Um, and I would like to say that thank you to Isayama for this story. Uh, this yeah. was uh, the show that got me back into anime as an adult. Um, so shout out to that. I think it was a beautiful story. Um, there's so many twists and turns, and I'm definitely gonna give this another uh, watch. This whole show probably here soon. So th- thank you to Isayama. That was, this was wonderful. I really really enjoyed this. Yep. A big thank you to, uh, this was one of the shows. This was like the, one of the first handfuls of shows that I actually watched when I started watching again. And I really 
uh, compared it to Game of Thrones. Because it, in its own way, it was like it. Like, anybody could die. It was pretty dark. So, yes. in order for them to be compared to that by me, which is Game of Thrones is one of my favorites of all times, like, it means something, you know? So, I'm glad that they done this halfway decent because, you know, we like I said, we all know endings were very messy and it could have been a whole lot worse, but we actually done it pretty decent. So, but... Very good, very good. Um, I guess if that's it, though, I guess we'll uh, wrap her up, right? Sounds good to me, my man. Alrighty. So, uh, next week, uh, we will let y'all know there's probably going to be some scheduling, um, uh, changes, uh, but we'll post them on the socials. So make sure you follow us everywhere. Linktree.com slash anime DGens. Join the discord for the best updates. Make sure you rate the podcast, bro. Like, it helps us out a lot and tell your friends about us. I think we're funny. Don't you think we're funny? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Tell your friends. Let them laugh a little bit, too, bro. But uh, we'll see you when we see you. So later, bros.